your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 339 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. That song you were hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And we got a lot to get to today. First of all, the uh, Rangers... Signing Carl Henriksen, he inks his entry-level deal with the New York Rangers. We'll also take a look at these back-to-back games against the Philadelphia Flyers. It starts tonight. There's another game against the Flyers tomorrow. Both games are at Madison Square Garden. Puck drops at 7 p.m. for both of those games. And the thing I want to start with today is kind of just some general thoughts, just kind of uh, winging it here, talking a little bit about this ongoing debate among the Ranger fan base of how the Rangers should be approaching these final 10 games here. We got 46 down, we got 10 to go, and there seems to be this ongoing, uh, I don't want to say argument, but definitely a spirited debate, shall we say, among Ranger fans, talking about how either the Rangers should be pressing ahead and rolling with the same lineup and trying to make the playoffs uh, at all costs and not really worrying about the development of the kids. And then there's another side of the fan base that thinks that the playoffs are kind of a pipe dream at this point. I would disagree with that. I think it's certainly still possible. It is going to be an uphill battle. But those are the fans that want to see players like Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, Filipino, basically the kid line. They want to see all those guys get more prominent roles, get more ice time, get more run with players like Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, uh, get more time in the power play, whatever it might be, uh, so on and so forth. And my reaction to all of this is, if you're the Rangers, you should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. I think there's a way to continue to push forward and do everything you can to make the playoffs and go with the same lineup that you think gives you the best chance to win games night in and night out and continue your march toward the playoffs while also still putting your young players in position to succeed. And for everybody that's bashing Quinn about not playing Lafreniere in, in a prominent enough role, and by the way, as a quick aside here, we do also know that in tonight's game, we're going to have Alexi Lafreniere jumping from the third line to the top line. He will trade places with Chris Kreider. Kreider's going to drop from the first line down to the third line. So Lafreniere is going to be out there with Mika Zibanejad and Pavel Buchnevich. Kreider will be out there with Philip Hedl and Capo Caco. And I think that change does make sense because Chris Kreider has obviously slumped lately. So yeah, I mean, just mix it up a little bit. Maybe Kreider can get it going with the kids on the third line. And then Alexi Lafreniere, I mean, this should appease Ranger fans that really want to see Quinn prioritize uh, getting Lafreniere and getting Kako and getting Hedl some more playing time and putting them in more prominent roles. So I think that's a change that does make sense. But for everybody that's bashing Quinn about, you know, not playing Hedl enough and not playing Kako enough and not playing Lafreniere enough and not, you know, playing Kako with Artemi Panarin and not playing Lafreniere with Mika Zibanejad, which that actually is a bad example because that's going to happen tonight. But you get the idea. There are people that are really upset about this. They want to see these kids in more prominent roles, getting time on the power play, getting to play with the Rangers superstar players. I get that to an extent, but here's something that I got to say to everybody uh, regarding that who's taken that stance. You got to remember, this Ranger lineup was extremely fluid 
in the early parts of the season. And people really got on David Quinn about it. And, you know, I even include myself a little bit in that. I like Quinn. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you guys know that I've mostly been a Quinn supporter. But like a lot of you, I did feel that he juggled his lines a little bit too much early in the season. And he didn't really give his players enough time to build chemistry. But guess what, guys? We're now 46 games into this season, and this is how the lines have kind of settled. And guess what else? These lines have been working. There have barely been any changes to the lineup. Quinn hasn't really touched the top three lines at all until today, other than maybe, you know, moving Vitaly Kratsov. He tends to jump up and down the lineup a little bit as the game progresses. So he's kind of become the Rangers' in-game swingman, if you will. But that's about it. Every night, these top three lines have been basically exactly the same. And the Rangers' record since March 13th, 13-5-3, and and probably not coincidentally, that's right around the time where we saw these lines that the Rangers are currently employing on a night-in and night-out basis. That's when we saw these lines uh, kind of be brought into existence. They've been rolling with these same lines since around that time. Quinn constantly juggled his lines early in the season to the point where it felt like it was basically an open tryout for players to, to claim roles. Roles in the top six, roles in the power play, a role playing on the same line as Panarin, a role playing on the same line as Mika Zibanejad, whatever it might have been. And we saw... Capo Caco, he's played on basically every line. All the top three lines, he's had a chance. Uh, he's been on the top line. He's been on the second line with Panarin a couple times, and he's kind of settled into this third line role, at least for the time being. Alexi Lafreniere, same thing. I thought that they moved him around way too much at the start of the season. He was going from the left wing on the third line to the right wing on the top line to the second line to the third, all over the place. And it, I thought it was a little bit too much. But the reason I bring this up is there was an opportunity, whether it's Caco or Hedl or Lafreniere, maybe not so much Hedl, because I think Hedl is a victim of a little bit of a logjam at center, uh, given that Mika Zibanejad and Ryan Strom are going to be your top two centers. But the other two, I mean, yeah, they had chances to claim a bigger role, and they didn't, and the guy who ended up claiming a bigger role, to the surprise of basically everyone, was Colin Blackwell. Blackwell took the bull by the horns. He got a chance on the second line to play alongside Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom, and he's had a fantastic season for the Rangers. And you might hear that and think like, okay, well, but who cares? You know, Colin Blackwell is not going to be a big part of this team going forward, and you are right to an extent, but it worked, you know, and I don't know what kind of a message it sends if you suddenly drop Blackwell down the lineup. He earned that role, just like everybody else. He had a chance to earn that role, just like everybody else did, and he's the one who took the bull by the horns, got the job done, and now he's kind of become a fixture on the second line, had a really nice season with Panarin and with Strom. This is where the line combinations have ended up, and just because making the playoffs certainly seems like an uphill battle at this point, we're just going to give these top spots, these top six spots, these spots on the power play to the young guys just because, and don't get it twisted here. I'm not hating on Kako. I'm not hating on Lafreniere. I'm not hating on Filipito. I think all three of these guys have enormously bright futures in this league. I do believe in them long-term, but they all had their chances this season, as did every single player on the Rangers. This is where the lines ended up, with those three guys that I just mentioned making up the third line. And again, the ultimate kicker, the Rangers have been winning with these lines that they've been rolling with. You don't gain anything as a franchise if you just start giving free handouts. Everyone had a chance this season. Everyone had many, many, many games to stake their claim to a top six role, to play with Panarin, to play on the power play, and this is where we ended up. And it's resulted in the Rangers winning a lot of games down the stretch here. And it's resulted in them at least being in the mix for a playoff spot. Should David Quinn really walk into the locker room tonight and say, 
all right, guys, you know what? We're not going to make the playoffs. Shut it down. Uh, we're going to treat the rest of this season like it's the preseason for next year. Like, What kind of a message does that send? Here's a better message. Embrace this challenge. Yeah, you know what? Making the playoffs is going to be an uphill battle, but you know what? We're not going to give up, and we're not going to lay down, and we're going to keep fighting, and we're going to keep scratching and clawing, and we're going to go toe-to-toe with every single team in our division from now until the curtain falls. That's a message that you send to your team. That's how you build a winner. Do you really want to see the Ranger coaching staff just start coddling all the young players? Hey, you know what? How is coddling young players working out for the New York Yankees right about now? Because that's what they do. And I'm not even going to open that can of worms. But that's what you want to see the Rangers do too? To just give out free handouts and, and just not even care about how people are performing and not react to, you know, not reward guys, not reward a Colin Blackwell for playing well this season and give out roles based on somebody's draft status and their draft status alone. And again, I really like Kako. I really like Lafreniere. I really like Edel. I think they will be great players in this league, but they had their chances this season and they didn't do enough to stick in the top six. And Colin Blackwell did. And Pavel Buchnevich did. And Ryan Strom did. All those guys have been very good players for the Rangers this season. I think eventually, you know, as time goes on, Naturally, the ability is going to take over. Lafreniere, Kako, and Heedle will naturally eventually climb the depth chart. But, you know, I, I go on social media and I see people complaining that Philip Heedle isn't centering one of the top two lines. Okay, so who, who do you drop down to the third line there? Mika Zibanejad? He's been on fire. I, he got off to that terrible start this season, but he's obviously been killing it lately. Ryan Strom? He's on fire too. And I think he also dispelled the notion that he can only, you know, produce points when Artemi Panarin's out there. Because if you guys remember when Panarin wasn't there, Ryan Strom continued to light it up. So I get it. I get it to an extent that people want to see what these kids can do, but you can't just give out free handouts. And everybody had their chance. That's to me the the biggest point that I can make about this. Everybody had their chance this season to the point that Quinn was constantly shuffling the lines, constantly giving people a chance. And this is where we ended up. And it worked. The Rangers have been on fire. One of the best teams in the league since March 13th. So I've said my piece on that, but we're also going to talk about the Carl Henriksen signing. Zach Jones is going to make his debut against the Flyers tonight. Got a lot to talk about. We're going to do that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement? Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. We also got to talk about Carl Henriksen signing his entry-level deal with the Rangers. And for anybody who might need a little bit of a refresher, Henriksen is a 20-year-old center, plays some left wing as well, a lefty shot 
The Rangers drafted him in the second round of the 2019 NHL draft, taking him number 58 overall. He was actually slated to play for Sweden at the World Juniors this past year, and the World Juniors were fantastic. I thought it was a great kind of appetizer before the NHL season because usually they, they kind of run parallel to each other, but of course, with coronavirus wreaking havoc, uh, the start of the NHL season got pushed back, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the World Juniors were fantastic. Would have been a lot of fun to see Henriksen playing in that tournament, but he actually got coronavirus, and first and foremost, I mean, let's just be happy that he obviously made a full recovery from that. That's obviously great to see. Henriksen, if and when he makes his NHL debut with the Rangers, and that's not going to be happening for a while because the Rangers have actually already announced that he will play next season in Sweden as well, so we got to wait for a while to see Carl Henriksen with the Rangers, but if and when he makes his debut, certainly not going to be the biggest guy on the ice. He stands just five foot nine, 174 pounds. Here are a couple of uh, scouting reports that I dug up on him if you guys want to try to get some kind of a feel for what kind of a player Henriksen is. Uh, this comes from McKean's Hockey. He puts pressure on the opponent in all three zones, and he does not let pressure going the other way deter him at all. Here is another scouting report from HockeyProspect.com. His hands are soft, and he can stick handle well in tight situations and move the puck an inch to make a perfect tape-to-tape pass. And then let's just do one more here. This is from Future Considerations. A gifted offensive center, Henriksen is strong with the puck in his possession and is a quick and agile skater. If you guys want some stats, if you're curious to hear about how he's doing in Sweden, it must be said that his production, at least as far as scoring is concerned, has kind of dipped Uh, Not even kind of. It has dipped since he was playing on Frolunda HCJ20 and made the jump to the Frolunda HC team in the SHL. And let me just give you his stats real quick to illustrate that. So last season, 2019-2020, playing with the Frolunda HCJ20 team, skated in 27 games, scored six goals, dished out 35 assists. So a total of 41 points in just 27 games. And then he made the jump to the SHL last season. He only played in eight games, only had one assist. Small sample size, we'll ignore that. But this season with Frolunda HC, his second season in the SHL, he skated in 44 games with them, scored just one goal, picked up just six assists. So Henriksen may be going through some growing pains. It must also be said, though, and this is according to a report from Forever Blue Shirts and our good friend Anthony Scoltori. Anthony's been on the Lockdown New York Ranger podcast a couple of times in the past. We talked to him not too long ago. You can go back and check out that episode if you'd like. Uh, But according to him and a report by him uh, talking about Carl Henriksen in a recent article, Henriksen, one of just 13 players under 20 in the entire SHL. So, yeah, I think some growing pains are to be expected there. Uh, But... Yeah, hopefully he can pick it up. Like we said, the Rangers have already talked about how they are going to allow Henriksen to continue to play in Sweden next season. So it will be a little while until we see him, but hopefully it's worth the wait. Obviously, when you pick somebody in the second round, you're counting on them eventually becoming a big-time contributor for your team. And uh, hopefully Henriksen can continue to develop in Sweden. And hopefully at some point we see him on the Rangers as a productive player on the team. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store 
or new car dealership. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. The other big news for the Rangers is that Zach Jones is going to make his NHL debut tonight. He recently signed his entry-level contract as well, coming off of winning a national championship with UMass. And once again, for anybody who might need a little bit of a refresher, I mean, we've talked about Zach Jones a little bit in these most recent episodes, but given that it is now confirmed that he's going to make his debut with the Rangers tonight, I figure we might as well dive a little bit deeper. So he's a 20-year-old defenseman, got a lefty shot, five foot 10, 172 pounds. He was drafted by the Rangers back in 2019 in the third round, going number 68 overall with UMass this past season, skated in 29 games with them, scored nine goals and dished out 15 assists. So 24 points in just 29 games for Zach Jones as a defenseman, mind you. The season before that, 2019-2020, also with UMass, skated in 32 games, scored three goals, dished out 20 assists, so 23 points in 32 games there. And as we said, coming off of a national championship, signs his entry-level contract with the New York Rangers. So quite the couple of weeks here for Zach Jones. And obviously, uh, I think a lot of us very excited to see what he can do uh, to help the Rangers tonight. Hopefully, he can just kind of hit the ground running. The only uh, kind of downer that comes along with this news is the fact that the Rangers will not have Jacob Truba for this game here tonight. He, of course, uh, took a hit in the first period of the Rangers' last game against the New York Islanders. The hit came from Matt Martin, and uh, he has been ruled out for tonight's game. The other piece of news as far as how the Rangers are going to line up defensively, this coming from David Quinn during his presser today, is that... Libor Hayek going to be back in the lineup. He's going to be out there over Anthony Potato, which, I mean, I think common sense prevails there for all the reasons that I've been talking about over these last two episodes. Don't really need to dive into it uh, in too much detail here. I think anybody who's watched these last couple of games probably agrees that uh, it's time to go back to Libor Hayek. But... Yeah, as far as the pairings are concerned, this is what David Quinn had to say. He's going to leave Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren together. They're going to be the top pairing, obviously. And then for the second pairing, he's going to have Keandre Miller out there with Brennan Smith, which is kind of an idea that I floated that if, you know, Jacob Trouba is going to be out of the lineup, then probably move Brennan Smith from the third pairing up to the second pairing, just because I think there's kind of a lack of other options. If you don't put Brennan Smith on that second pairing right now, I'm not sure who it would be. I mean, I suppose you could go with Zach Jones, just throw him right out there and say, hey, you know, sink or swim, but that's... uh That'd be that'd be quite the bold move by the Rangers to do that uh, right off the bat, to just throw him out there and have him uh, expected to play top four defenseman minutes right off the bat in his NHL debut. And instead what they'll do is they will have Libor Hayek on the third line along with Zach Jones. 
Quinn mentioned that Hayek will be on the left side. Jones will actually be on the right side. Mentioned that Zach Jones has played some right defense in the past, so we'll see how it goes. Quinn also mentioned that the line combinations, the defense pairings, could be fluid. Uh, we could, what we see at the start of this game, we might see something very different even midway through the first period. So we'll see how it goes. Um, fingers crossed that Zach Jones has a successful debut tonight. And as for the Rangers, I mean, it's a huge game. They will turn back to Igor Shesterkin. He will be in net despite, obviously, a tough game in this most recent contest against the New York Islanders. Although, if you watch that game, you realize not a lot of those goals were on him. He didn't really get a ton of help. So I think it's a good idea that they go right back to Igor Shesterkin here. The Rangers do play the Flyers once again tomorrow night on Friday. I think that kind of opens the door maybe for Alex Georgiev to play in that game. I mean, I don't know that they want to have Igor Shesterkin out there for both games of a back-to-back, but we'll see how they look to play it. And Igor tonight will be opposed by Brian Elliott of the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, what else can you say, really? I mean, it's basically a must-win game for the Rangers. They are in fifth place in the Eastern Division. They have 52 points with a record of 23-17-6. They are still six points behind the Boston Bruins. The Bruins are in fourth place. The Bruins also have two games in hand on the Rangers. The Rangers show the third-place Penguins by nine points. And in first place in the Eastern Division, you've got a two-way tie between the Capitals and the Islanders, and the Rangers are 10 points behind both of those teams. So, yeah, I mean, you got to come away with two points here tonight. It's basically as simple as that. Uh, fingers crossed that the Rangers can bounce back, get the job done, and uh, get this win, and then uh, go for the sweep in tomorrow's game. I mean, that's basically the long and short of it. But once again, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And I'm not quite sure yet if I'm going to record an episode tonight. I've been doing that every now and then, um, you know, after a Ranger game, record it record the episode right after it ends, and then just post it at midnight, you know, going into the next day. Uh, we'll see. It's kind of 50-50 right now. Might record tonight, might record tomorrow morning. We will see, but I'll let you guys know on Twitter. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in, and I will see you guys next time.